Hola Tom, hola Steve, tengan un excelente programa, ustedes siempre me hacen reír, vale, están locos. Welcome, everybody, to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Files. And today, on the count of three, you and I are going to say what this episode is about. <laughs> I'm going to count down. So three, two, one, and then we're going to say it. You ready? Okay. We're going we're gonna to say different things, but let's give it a try. <laughs> three, two, one. Television ratings. It's, uh, I was going to say Nielsen ratings. Damn. I was, hoping that, you, I, I was hoping that you would say books. Books. Uh, well, no, no maybe not, not. But books are for but, nerds. Books. There we go. So yes, TV ratings, and I said Nielsen ratings, but it's a whole wonderful panoply of all kinds of stuff that I didn't realize until I started doing this research. It's actually oh, kind you, of funny. Oh, you did research? Okay, good. So one of us did. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about what's in the news. What's in the news? You want to talk about football, don't you? <laughs> Well, the NFL draft is going on right now. Um, no, we don't have to talk about news. Kim Jong-un is in a uh, vegetative state after his heart surgery. Really? Like retarded? Yeah. Or they just unconscious? Uh, apparently they did a, like a, tried to place a stint in his heart because he was having like heart surgery. And I guess it didn't go well. So we may have a new dictator in North Korea. Tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's actually major world news that I had heard at all. Well, you've been playing video games all day, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> priority. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I can't imagine like some dictator after Kim Jong Un dies. I can't imagine like somebody taking the reins and going, "Hey, we like cash." Wait, what? <laughs> Just somebody taking the reins and being like, uh, "Anybody want to come to North Korea and spend your money?" Because uh, oh, got I got you, I got you. I thought yeah. somebody's gonna take the reins and just start spending money. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. Like that, I mean, yeah, I guess the guy in charge of North Korea has money, but nobody else does. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be uh, cool for North Korea if somebody Yet, was? That like, is funny oh. because who's who's next in line? Is there like a picked out successor? Well, like, I think maybe. he has a sister. Suck sister. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Suck sister. That sounds like the name of a band. Well, this is basically a giant cult, so she probably was his suck sister. Yeah, get it. Yeah, a little incest joke. Starting strong. Yeah. Well, we should talk about uh, your attire right now, your smoking jacket that you're wearing. This is actually my grandpa's robe that I appropriated. <clears throat> I was going to just say it's your Playboy smoking jacket. Yes, it is smoking. My jacket is not exactly Playboy, but we'll go with smoking. That's great. Where's your pipe? Oh, don't you want to know? <laughs> Let's just say when I get done with your it, pipe? I put it somewhere safe where nobody's going to find it. It's right on the table next to you, isn't it? Yeah, nobody's going to find it there. Ingenious, <laughs> <laughs> ah, hiding it in plain sight. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen, you probably probably not, but have you ever heard of the, uh, it was an anime, and then they made a movie out of it called Death Note? Yeah, it's where like the kid writes somebody's name in a notebook, and some creature comes to life and kills that person. Well, whoever, whatever he writes in the notebook, that's how the person dies. Or oh, if he well. just... 
Or if he just writes the person's name, they die of a heart attack, I guess. Right. The anime was really good. The movie was meh, so-so. But I remember always having this thought. Like, if you could get a hold of a death note, would you just write, like, all the dictators of the world's name in just for the fuck of it? Like, you know how too much power corrupts, so you don't want to go too crazy. But just write down, like, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un and, you know, all these different crazy dictators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you do that if you thought you had the power? Like, would you of be a, yes? Like, yes. That, would that make yes. you a would that make you a murderer? No, because I'm just writing their name down. Have ah, you seen see, the, uh-huh. Have you seen the meme or the picture of the girl giving uh, or having <clears throat> Justin Bieber autograph her notebook in a, on the front <laughs> cover? It says Death Note. <laughs> that, that's... Yeah, I like it too. I suppose. Yeah, that would make you a murderer. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's no, no. different than you know pulling the trigger on a gun it's like oh no the trigger did the work not me or something that's right that's <laughs> liberal logic, logic, right? these guns are killing everybody oh did i say liberal logic that's terrible we we don't get political yeah bad 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 besides <laughs> the word liberal has been hijacked but we already had that discussion uh gun grabber not liberal gun, gun I, there's plenty of liberals that own guns i know some yeah, liberals sure. that don't <clears throat> so because freedom of to with the bearing of arms is a liberal idea in the sense of uh freedom okay that's it i, I will stop okay, no, there, no, 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 no let's go no. let's talk for a half hour about how the word <laughs> liberal doesn't mean what it's supposed to the word to. liberal got hijacked in this country globally speaking liberal means freedom so gun control laws are anti-liberal whereas freedom to bear arms is a liberal idea free speech liberal idea but you know like gay marriage is a liberal idea okay but so is the right to bear arms. That's also liberal because it's a freedom, free freedom socially, free markets. These are all liberals. So that's why the United States of America is a designated liberal democracy, globally speaking. But you tell a lot of people in this country that and they'll punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a dirty word. Exactly. That's why I try not to use it. Left wing, right wing. That's a lot more succinct. Yeah, well, you know, that it has been hijacked, too, because there's plenty of birds that have a left wing, <laughs> and they are conservative. Every bird with a left wing and a right wing just can't fly. It just beats the shit out of itself and stays on the ground and walls in its own filth. And our symbol for our country is a bird, a bald eagle, left wing, right I, wing. I don't think, no coincidence there. Plus, bald eagles don't fly. That's a bad analogy. Bald eagles don't have hair. There you go. Because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Being bald is so aerodynamic. It's the greatest thing. I am so happy about it. If you could be any See, if I could be any animal, I'd be a bald eagle. Really? Hell yeah. I could fly. I'm federally protected. So <laughs> I could basically like. You think they realize down. that? <laughs> well, I would. I'm a fucking bald eagle. I mean... Bald eagles in general, do you think they realize that they're federally protected? Yeah, I think but I'm do. not just any bald eagle. It's me. Oh, you're the... But I'm a fucking bald eagle, oh, like, and so I'm going like... to swoop it. I'm going to fly down there, and I'm going to snatch that burger out of that person's hand, <laughs> and there ain't a goddamn thing that they can do about it. I'm going to be I love eaten. the fact that you're a bald eagle, but you're still hunting burgers. Like, you're not... I'm not going to go for trout or rabbits or anything that bald eagles do out in the wild majestically. No, fuck that. I'm going to no, hang I... around. Downtown Portland, snatch of burgers out of people's hands. Listen, there ain't nothing <laughs> more majestic them out. <laughs> than swooping down and getting a fucking pizza. That's why if I could be any animal, it'd be a rat. Because then I could get all the pizza I want and be viral. In more ways than <laughs> one. 
Yeah, but there are, there's people that are looking to poison you. Ain't nobody looking to poison a bald eagle. I'd I'm be a giant, fly. giant rat. Oh, like a human-sized rat, like Master Splinter? I'd be so big that I would own a corporation that's slowly taken over the entire in- entertainment industry. Or is that just a mouse? Yeah, that's a mouse. He's uh, a mouse, not a rat. It's pretty close. No, bald eagle, man. Bald eagle. And I would, I'd, I, I'd swoop down to the nation's capital. I'd be in Washington, D.C., and I'd land on the front lawn, front gate of the <laughs> White House, and I'd become an attraction, and people would bring me offerings. And you could just take a shit, and nobody could stop you. Yeah, I would shit all over the place. Just shit. Just I'd be, I'd be hop snatching. around the roof of the White House and shit on different spots every other hour, and just be like, "This is mine. I'm claiming it right now." Yeah, yeah. And people would be freaked out that I was a bald eagle talking, but. <laughs> <laughs> every time. No, so- what I do. What are you going to do? I Nothing. Would... I'm federally protected. This is federal property. So eat a day. Mm-hmm. So what I'd do if I were a bald eagle is I would fly to the capital, Washington, D.C., and I would go and I'd like snatch some food truck food, like tacos and shit. <laughs> and then people would be like, that fucking bald eagle is a miracle and it likes tacos. So let's bring tacos. So people would bring me their offerings of tacos. And then like when I felt like it, I'd go snatch some like, I don't know some gyro or something like steak tip pita. And <laughs> then all of a sudden of you. people would be like, this bird has changed its mind now. So we need to bring it steak tip pitas until I got sick of that. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a fat bald eagle, but I'd well, be protected. Not? You could get the whole symbol of the country. You know how the symbol is that it holds arrows in one hand and leaves Weak. or some bullshit. Yeah. Something like that. The other, it could be burger in one claw, tacos yeah. in the other. Yep. What am I and feeling people, like today? Burgers or tacos? It's yeah. symbolic of something. I don't. I don't know. The obesity in this nation. It's a what? The obesity in this nation. Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter which way the head's looking. Like fat now, fat again. Hey. Yeah. I just have to. I'd have to look out for getting too fat to fly because I'd still want to fly. No, like, I'm I'd telling still you, want to take it off and you can still hop. And oh, yeah, I know, but half the half the fun of being an eagle is being able to fly. I mean, nah. Half the fun is burgers. The other half is tacos. Burgers. Yeah, I suppose. I could just roll around. <laughs> just rolling a taco. Just on the White House front lawn, just rolling in burgers and tacos. And when yeah. you run out, you start screeching, bring me more burgers. <laughs> Didn't you hear the eagle? Bring it more burgers. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'd do if I were an animal. And then every year when they have the Easter egg hunt, Easter egg hunt, you know, the White House Easter egg thing. Just fuck with those little bastards. Just claw the shit out of them. And they take <laughs> yeah. the Easter egg. That's right. Fertilize it. Goddamn right. That was off track. What the hell were we talking about? Bald eagles. Yeah, goddamn we were, right. We were talking about uh, if we were animals, what would we be? Oh, yeah. I know what I'd be. I'd be a bear. Sleep half the year away. Goddamn right. But you, yeah, maybe a giant fucking grizzly bear. Plus you get all the honey you want. Oh, <sighs> bear. Speaking of that, so <clears throat> bees, beads, bees, uh, speaking of that, um, so I, I started watching this TV show called Spy. It's the one that I want you to check out. Yeah, it's right. a British comedy and it's not particularly like the jokes are not that funny. And some of them are like British jokes that are kind of probably funny in Great Britain. Um, toast a lot. Well, it's not necessarily that, but the timing of the jokes. 
there's not a lot of callbacks and there's not a lot of like set up for future jokes not so far but the the pacing and the timing of the jokes is is it makes it absolutely okay. what's the premise the premise is is it's a guy who loves to do like sudoku like he's a super crossword sudoku like number puzzle kind of it's not like he's a savant or anything i mean he's he's just you know a normal guy works in an electronic store when everybody loves to do puzzles and uh he ends up going over there in great britain i guess they have like placement i i guess it would be more like our unemployment offices but anyway he takes his credentials there and they set him up with like an interview like a, a thing at the government building and he ends up mm. going into the wrong room to take the test for the interview or whatever and it's a Sudoku, like a super hard word puzzle, and he aces it, but it's for the wrong place. And they kind of <laughs> half mistakenly, half on purpose, hire him for MI5. Ah. Yeah, so he's like a he's like a spy. I mean, they they hire him into the organization. Yeah, he's like a, he's he's an accidental spy, I guess. And ah. uh, anyway, it's 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 funny because he can't tell anybody. He's got a kid that he's got an ex-wife and her boyfriend and then a son and he's used he doesn't want to lose custody of his kid so he like his ex-wife had a pill addiction or whatever so he's kind of leveraged that against her but she's trying to prove that she can have full custody and the step this is not sounding a lot like a comedy right now trust me it's <laughs> it's all part of the comedy it's it's funny it's uh because the, so, the boyfriend so- the the ex-wife's boyfriend is a character like he's it's like a dark comedy i no no i'm telling you it's you don't usually play a substance abuse for laughs when the kid's involved and all that stuff well the kid's an asshole so okay it's it's british like i said there's probably some it's if you give it two episodes and you won't necessarily be hooked but i guarantee you'll laugh out loud well you should watch the patreon i'm just saying I, I will watch the Patriot if you watch the Spy, or it's just Spy. Because it almost sounds like the same aesthetic, like Patriot on uh, Amazon. Fuck it, it's so weird because it's two seasons, two or three seasons. I can't remember. I think three, but um, no, two. It's two seasons, but it's a, they both start the same way. Where at the beginning, it's a it's about a guy that works for the CIA, but he hates working for the CIA. Like it, it kills him inside, and it starts off funny as shit because he's trying to infiltrate this company trying to find his way in doing these shenanigans and then halfway through the season it actually becomes really like a downer like really morose like you start to feel real bad for this guy this guy's friends like all this shit starts happening like wow this is messed up like it's like a roller coaster it's really weird <laughs> yeah, but it's well, hilarious that it's, it's dark humor it's bad oh my god i laugh so hard anyways yes watch the patriot so I watch Spy. You should watch the Patriot. Okay, deal. Or just Patriot. <clears throat> well, I want it. I know it's just Spy. Okay. So anyway, uh, TV ratings. Yes. What secretly Segway. controls everybody's life, <laughs> right? What was the, what was the Spy rated? What was or Spy? Sorry, Spy. What was Spy rated or what was Patriot rated? Well, here's the thing. We really don't know for sure, but we have a vague idea because of TV rating system in this country called. The Nielsen rating. The Nielsen ratings. And Nielsen's Nielsen ratings are not just for television; they're for radio as well. That's how they got their start. Like I have the wait, wait, wait. We gotta start at the beginning. According to YouTube or YouTube, Wikipedia was founded by.
by Arthur C. Nielsen, a market analyst who started his career in the 1920s with marketing research and performance analysis, expanded to radio in the late 1930s, culminating in the Nielsen Radio Index in 1942. So most people have heard of Nielsen. This, I remember, I actually looked up to see if there was a rating system before Nielsen. Nah, man, this guy was in on the ground floor. He actually was there right when TV got its start. Yep. So this, as long as TV's been going, has been Nielsen ratings, and we're in 2020. I feel like that should tell you something. I don't. And yeah. Anyway, so how does this Nielsen guy know what you're watching? Because of weird cult-like people that sign up for it and sell their souls. <laughs> Well, that's a funny thing. I don't thing is, good think we don't know anybody like that. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the thing. One thing I do know about it is you can't sign up for it. Oh, really? It's not, yeah, it's not something that you ask to do. Part of the market research is randomization and um, demographics. Yeah, representative sample. I just figured they looked, I don't know. I guess I figured they would take your name from a pool of names or something. Yeah, they, do, they, um, they actually. From what I understand, they don't take requests. You can't write to them and say, I would like to do it. But they will reach out to people and ask them if they are willing to do it. What if people reach out to them like, you know, that was a hand job gesture for people. Like <laughs> oh, OK. I just I didn't know if you were like chucking an oyster or throw a dice. I don't know. I, 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 there may be some sort of <clears throat> wait list. I was picked for it, um, but there it was go. kind That's of That's what a, I was getting at. <laughs> oh, um, I've actually done it twice. Um, <laughs> Two hand. <laughs> uh, the first time it was uh, just a letter I received asking if I would be willing to do it. And there are multiple ways that they can get the information. Um, one of them is a journal, like a paper journal. The other one is they actually... Um, send you equipment to use in your house. I know a little bit about both. Um, for example, the one that I got sent was the journal. So they are heavily reliant. Actually, that's the way they, they did it back before the technology caught up to it, is um, surveys and journals. And um, they still do, or at least until 2012, I want to say. 2012, there was a huge shift in the equipment that they use in order to find out what you're watching. Um, and the journal is pretty simple. It's very self-explanatory. You write in the journal um, for each day, and it's set up kind of like a, a calendar with the time and write what you watched. The thing that's really, it's not weird, I guess, once you think about it, but if you didn't watch anything, they want you to write, did not watch anything. So, you actually, so if you're sitting there watching you know, a Seinfeld rerun, they yep. want you to write down Seinfeld, just the name of the show, like the episode, how long, anything like that. Like any, I, I believe it was any information that you could provide. Um, and they wanted to know who was in the room. They wanted to know the names, age, you know, because a huge <sighs> portion, a huge portion of the information that they gather is your age. Well, the biggest factor is your age because they're going for a target market. <clears throat> it's like uh-huh. 18 to 36. I think 18 to 34. It's in that that range. I Maybe you can. This. Yeah, there's, was, there's an age age range of what they're they really want that information because that's going to drive programming, not necessarily just advertising. It's gonna ad, It's gonna drive what we watch. So if 
you know, the, the larger portion of people are, you know, 25 year old white males, they're going to have characters in their TV shows that are 25 year old white males right, right. or maybe not necessarily white males, but they're going to the content of their show is going to revolve around a 25 year old white male that could be putting pretty girls on the show that could be, you know, whatever is an issue for 25 year old white males at the time. But <laughs> how much age, size group can we put in one episode? Let's age, figure it out. Um, age, sex, gen, or age, gender, um, and ethnicity are huge drivers in these ratings. So with the journal, they want to know how many people are in the room watching what age they are, what gender they are, you know, so forth. And they're just, they're collecting all this information. And like I said, they even want to know if you're not watching TV. They want to know if, you know, the radio was on. They want to know what, you know, channel you were on, what TV show you were watching and that kind of stuff. And you just, after the, after the period was all done, I think with the journal, it was maybe a couple of weeks or a month. Whereas people that have the actual equipment in their house, they have it for like two years. So they're, and uh, another thing that we should mention is everybody's compensated. So not only did I get uh, the journal, I got a $10 bill. Uh, well, and it was cash. How, long, how long ago was it that you had the box or were part of it? It was probably, it was probably between 2010, 2012, I'd hmm. say. Maybe, no, you know what? It, it was it was probably closer to 2008. Because I, I wonder if... Okay, I found this little blurb I wanted to read. <laughs> it's from a, a some blogger wrote, I'm being a Nelson family. Nielsen. Nielsen family. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote this little paragraph. It says, Being a Nielsen household brought with it some nice perks. They actually paid us. We got a check several times a year for $50. Now, that's not a lot of money, but every little bit helps. Plus... The folks at Nielsen were just super nice. Someone would visit occasionally to check the equipment, and sometimes they would bring goodies, a cheesecake or a nice apple pie. How many apple pies did you get? I got zero apple pies. No no apple pies, no cheesecake. No, what and nobody visited and my house. And 10 bucks, and only 10 bucks. You were... No potential victims. Well, it, like I said, it was, it was only like a month, maybe. It might not have even been a month, whereas some of these families that have it for two years, I was... I did read uh, an article where one guy said that it he was he did it for two years and it basically worked out to five dollars a month. Mm. So I mean, it's but it's, on the one hand, they're also paying you for your opinion. A lot of people jump at the opportunity for something like that. Well, yeah, and not not just paying for your opinion. They they're hanging their hat on that opinion. Yeah, like, <laughs> that opinion is gold to them. And I did I did kind of see one thing that. Um, there's a lot that will spoil that data. I mean, it, it, it's not like it happens all the time, I guess, but this, the data does get spoiled. Um, yeah. And that's, it's not easily corruptible, but if, um, if something's not kept track of or if your age is, you know, different than, you know, if just a few things are off, like when you sent in your paperwork and you, you said that you were a certain age, but you really weren't or any, any, problem with the data they throw it right out mm-hmm. they, they can't trust it this seemingly arbitrary like data that they're collecting from people it seems like any data would be good data but it i guess it doesn't take much to make them throw it out yeah exactly like if it's not well this is part of the problem so i was i was doing my research 
I came across more than one article, honestly, that was uh, just lambasting the Nielsen system. Like, it's out of date. It's not accurately reporting anything. Like, I, I saw one article that started off because everything comes back to it. What it say? So it it's about it says why Nielsen ratings are inaccurate and why they'll stay and why they'll stay that way. It says it's easy to understand why people are ambivalent or even hostile towards ratings. First of all, people love the shows they love a lot. Second of all, some of these shows get canceled quote unquote too soon, uh, and they get canceled almost invariably invariably because of some mean old bully named Nielsen. And it says <laughs> to intensify your heartburn, just think about all the shows you love, as in. Talk to a diehard Arrested don't, Development. Don't say it. <laughs> it didn't say it, but we both know what we're thinking at this point. But it did start off saying Arrested Development because everything comes yeah. back to Arrested Development. Yeah. Or as Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> don't you. No. Um, but this is like this is like the heart, the rod at the heart of Nielsen, is according to a lot of people at least, is that it does not accurately predict. So the numbers, if you want to crunch the numbers on Nielsen, according to this article... There's about 50,000, roughly, uh, participants. Yeah, somewhere around. There's 46,000 participants that dictate what's going to be on 115 million television sets. Right. Every So a Nielsen rating, like 1.1, 1.2, 4.0, you know, I guess every point is 1% of their watching audience. So, you know, dip a point, you lost percent. So that's what all this execs are looking at like oh my god we went from episode one of 4.6 to episode two was 3.8 we just lost hundreds of thousands of people right but that's not accurate that's that's the problem is that it's only what it's a it's a representative sample like if anybody's crying racism they're wrong because nielsen i guess does do a good job of that getting into white people and black people and old people and young people just to see who's watching these shows because they don't want to give a nielsen box to everybody you know, like 50 and above and be like, oh, my God, nobody's watching Friends or you know, these shows back in the day because it's not going to tell them anything. But they also don't want to give all boxes to people in their 20s because they're not going to know what's going on with people watching CBS. So. <laughs> so uh, do you know how the Nielsen box works? Magic. It's kind of magic. Yeah. See, I'm right. It's um, so everything that we watch, television. Uh, it could be Netflix, it could be Hulu, it could be ABC over the air antenna, it could be NBC on your cable box, it could be a television show that was DVR'd four weeks ago on PBS. Every television show uh, and radio program, for that matter, that's on the radio, uh, emits um, a sound on a frequency that humans can't hear. And the Nielsen cable box sits there in the center of the home listening to this listening for this frequency and i think it's every two seconds it takes like a a sample so it's not necessarily listening to the television show and listening to your argument and listening to you talk baby talk to your dog and listening to you yell at your neighbor it's listening for this frequency Mm -hmm. so this frequency for seinfeld is different than the frequency for last man standing and so weird i i never would have thought that yeah and so it's not just television, it's the radio. So huh. your radio might be playing, you know, 97.9, the, you know, swing into the oldies, and it might be playing country music, or it might be, you know, so all this stuff that's going out on the air 
is emitting this frequency. And most recently, they have these pager-like devices that you wear around your house, and they want people to have it on their body. It's like, a, it's like the size of a pager. And if it does not move for 15 minutes, it shuts itself off, and it stops recording data, basically. But if you're... Wait, that doesn't make any sense to me, because that's what most people are like when they're watching TV. They're not moving gotta, for 15 minutes. you got to move it. You hold it, you hold it in your hand and every, you know, so when, you just start clapping at your TV. Yeah, that was funny. And then that'll, that'll do it. No, they, you'll be lame, but you'll get your thing working. No, it's, um, I, I'm guessing it works in conjunction because it's set up to work with your cell phone, but I believe it's also in conjunction with the more modern day boxes that record this frequency, but they want to know what you're listening to in the car they want to know what you're listening to while you're mowing your lawn they want to know what you're listening to you know sitting by the pool so they have these personal nielsen boxes that are pagers basically that sit oh. on your hip and See, that's oh, go ahead sorry oh uh, no i'm just saying that it's that's how those boxes work that's how that collects our data um well that, that's funny because i'm looking at still the uh the list of criticisms of it and it says a related Nielsen criticism is that it doesn't have a good ecosystem for measuring audiences outside of homes. So it's like college dorms, airports, bars, prisons, any public place where a TV's on. Uh, right. But but what you're saying is that if that became the little beeper thing became widespread, that absolutely would measure that. Yeah, that the technology is there for, for yeah. that now. They are utilizing that now. You know we're not wearing those on our hips at the jail, you know, know, we're not, you know, there, there are demographics that they probably don't care about. You know, they're probably, they probably don't care about what they program to prisoners. They don't, they don't care what they advertise to prisoners. Sure. Sure. But they do care what they advertise and what they program for 18 to 34 year old, you know, Mm -hmm. people that are going to get their paycheck on Friday and go somewhere and spend it. And that's going to be, Let's see, uh, buying a car, um, drinking beer, going to a <laughs> restaurant. How many of these commercials have you seen? You know, the the soft drink, restaurant, uh, car dealership, and beer. Like, those are the commercials that you're seeing. Yeah. Of course, there's more, but who's, who's going to be utilizing most of that stuff? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But the, one of the problems they're hitting now is also, and I guess they still have ways to do it, but the streaming services, Netflix, well, Hulu, even, Amazon Even Prime. the streaming services are emitting those, that frequency. Right. I mean, from way, the way you're saying it, totally makes it sound like these little portable things would solve all their problems. If they could get everybody, like, I don't know. I wonder if you could have an app that would incorporate, like, you make There's, your phone into a box. There are those. Because um, that would be accurate. I would love to see, like... I don't know how invasive, maybe it's invasive. I don't know. But anonymously, like you download the app and all of a sudden it just, your phone's in your room and it picks up what you're watching. And then everybody has a phone at this point, even. So you got like a household of like five people watching it. You got five phones. That's five data points. You got you know what airport. that means? That, that means Batman can see what you're doing in your house. That's God. Hey, you know, if it's Batman, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Plus he makes... You know, he's make sure that kind of power is going to just be one off and done. That he's going to go. Right. Right. He's, he's going to take care of the Joker. And then, no. Um, but I mean, you I, could, I, I don't know. 
You have to I trust them. Maybe you can do it anonymous. Let's not turn this into a conspiracy theory podcast, but I am going to tell you that I believe our phones are already listening to us. Oh, sure. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got. Well, I mean, they've already said that all those little household things like Alexa and all that stuff is collecting data. Why mm-hmm. the fuck would phones not be doing it? <laughs> well, so I've, let's uh, talk about you know assassinating world figures again. <laughs> let's just keep. Oh dear God. Uh, <laughs> this Death Note thing. Well, yeah, we're not going any past yeah, that. We swear. Some NSA agent right now is firing <laughs> off a memo. Look into Death Note. <laughs> And then there's some supervisor that looks at Death Note and is like, I'll check this out. And then they're supremely entertained by watching the anime Death Note. See, (laughs) we've just helped some NSA supervisor. Just had him. Plus, he could watch that shit on Netflix and give himself a Nielsen rating or whatever. Mm -hmm. Contribute to it. But yeah, like if there was a way to do it anonymously, which is what I'd want, I would still like my voracious appetite for entertainment would be willing to take a leap of faith in the surveillance state of it and that actual shows that people are watching will stay on the air you know things that are good that have a real fan base will have a shot at life and not just these wonky traditional old nielsen like uh arrested development if it would if it had kept going and not lost its momentum an actual season four or even season five probably would have been really good the delay of like a decade messed it up you know a season two, season three of Firefly would have been a phenomenal. All these things, I just... Uh... Well, I think I can speak for everybody when I say that the anonymity of listening to me or listening to what I'm watching, I would want that in the sense that I want advertisers catered to what I like. I want yeah. television programs that are catered to what I like. And if giving up a, a little teeny tiny bit of my privacy so it could listen to what I like just so I could get those things. That's like a, a, yes, that's what I want. What I don't want is I don't want every time I sit on the toilet, I don't want a picture of myself and I don't want audio recordings <laughs> of me like squeezing out a turd. Like if we could, if we could but somebody somehow, somewhere does, somebody needs that could, information. If we could get that in writing, you know, like some sort of terms of service that... Uh, well, there's data laws coming out, but I just like the idea that somewhere in a building, somebody's going through data, like uh, audio files, and goes, oh, Tom had a lot of cheese last night. <laughs> it's a struggle. Right. Yeah. Or maybe uh, like, oh, great, he's on the toilet again. I can't believe I... I'm the agent that's assigned to sit here and look at his phone and see pictures of him on the toilet. I keep coming back to um, the Simpsons movie when they're on the run and they show the big warehouse full of like NSA agents listen to everybody's phone calls and they're all bored to tears. Like just yeah. listen to everybody's Monday and stupid ass phone calls. Like, I think I love cheese pizza, but do I love it? Love it. And just all these people just talk about stupid, <laughs> boring stuff and all these agents going, uh, <laughs> like bored out well, of my I know this isn't government agents, but when we are, uh, in the last episode, I actually talked about touring 30 rock. 30 Rockefeller. Was it last episode or the one before that? Anyway, doesn't matter. We got to tour um, NBC Studios. Or uh, I'm sorry, NBC Nightly News. And so we walked through the studio. And they can have, for breaking news, they can have the studio up and running in like 10 minutes. Like even with the lights shut down. And like they can can rev that baby up and have the studio uh, like going. However, behind this pane of glass was a bank of computers... With, there was probably 20 or 25 computers sitting in, not necessarily cubicles, but 
they're just there were a ton of computer desks with people sitting at them. And it's kind of like when you're watching the nightly news and the broadcaster is giving their, you know, they're, they're talking about whatever they're talking about that day. And in the background, you can see people sitting at computers. You, I mean, that makes sense to you, right? Um, yeah. They explained that they, they employ like this army of people that just sit there on those computers trolling Yahoo, trolling TMZ, <laughs> Trolling uh, YouTube, true. and that's their only job is to go through like Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, you know, just searching for news and anything that might be breaking news or international or it's just that's what they do. And it was interesting to me that they they have this group of people that they punch the clock and they sit in front of a computer and all they do is just like go to Reddit.com and go to the World News section or <laughs> they go to these you know places. And they just sit there, and that's what they do. And they might see something that, ooh, this might be interesting for news. And they hit click, print, and it sends it to some supervisor's office. And they look at it, and they're like, uh, run with this. Or maybe they throw it in a trash can. or That's their job. Which is why you get these professional news agencies giving bad, you know, like any, any disaster, any, like, breaking news. You're always going to get them reporting like it's real, and it's just rumors. It's just knee-jerk stuff. It's just you can all these people get trolled. Like remember, remember years ago that plane that went down and that guy sent that list of fake pilot names like <laughs> We Too Low, Bang Ding Out, oh, Bang Ding Out, We Too Low, yeah. <laughs> We Too Low, yeah. is my absolute favorite. Yeah, Bang Ding Out, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's funny, but the fact that a professional, what, what was it, NBC or CNN, it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of them. A professional news agency reported this because that's it. That's that's what they do. They they don't have real journalists anymore. It's just oh, what's a rumor? Let's get there first and get the eyeballs, and, uh, get the Nielsen ratings. Ha ha! Get it real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you? I actually found this website that tells the highest Nielsen rated uh, TV shows on different platforms like Prime Broadcast Network TV, Cable Network TV, Syndication. Blah, 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 blah. I'm curious if you could figure out some of these. Like Prime Broadcast Network TV. What do you think the number one rated, according to Nielsen, number one rated show is? It has to be MASH. No, not of all time, like currently. Oh, currently? Currently um, on, yeah. Let's see. Now, I'm not talking about like particular episodes. I'm talking about like the show itself, like its overall score. Right, like, like Last Man Standing or... Yeah, something that's still running, something that's, yeah. I'm going to say WWE SmackDown. That's quite the brave <laughs> guess you put out there. It's not on the list, but I, I admire you for putting yourself out there and embarrassing yourself like that in front of everybody. Oh, I'm not embarrassed. No, you're embarrassed, I can tell. Your face is red. Right around the nose. Right around okay, where the I, light shines. Right around the cheek. <laughs> and now on the other, how about the cheek? Now, there we go. Enlighten yeah, this. This is okay. This is all network. Poor NBC only has one show on this entire list. Um, Fox only has one show. This also tells you why the fuck I utterly have hatred for network TV anymore. So, oh, yeah. I, are you gonna say like Survivor? Well, are me, you gonna me, are you gonna te- are you gonna say reality TV? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a rant if you do. Yeah. Nope. Here it is. I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing. It. I'm starting at number ten. <sighs> number one's number ten. Fox, The Masked Singer, 4.4 rating. Okay, 
Now, I can't say anything bad about the people that watch that because my wife and children, they, <laughs> they like the masked singer, but they're also, I don't consider them paying attention to the TV. Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, I don't know who watches these shows, so you're right. I don't want to shit on anybody, but I got to imagine the dedicated, ooh, the masked singer's on. I'm going to sit down in front of it and watch it this week to make sure. Like, it's got to be background for so many people. So just. Well, it has to be. How can you sit there and watch that shit and then go to commercial <laughs> and they come back and you have to watch the same shit for like three minutes? For the first Just time to... ever, I've read across YouTube clips of the man. I never watched this show, but I watched YouTube clips of where they're unmasking all these people. So I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? I'll see what this is all about. It's all like C and D list celebrities who you kind of maybe heard of once upon a time. and all. It's just like... Dancing with the Stars. It's like all this crap. Right. These people that have fallen into obscurity, they come back for like, this is it. Well, I don't know. I mean, there are some current people, I guess, but those are the people that you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, don't, I can't. I can't them. do it. Yeah. But that's that's number ten. Number nine, American Idol. How is that show still on? Like, who? Uh, when's the last time an American Idol winner went on to do anything? National fame, success. I. I couldn't name an American Idol singer past, I don't know, Carrie Underwood. I really have no idea. Chris Daughtry, was he one of them? Yeah. Daughtry, was that? And uh, there was the guy that went on to sing for Queen. The Asian guy? No, that's not. No, no, that's Journey. I think it's No, Journey. They, there was a guy that he, he like, got second place one year. Huh. Yeah, I don't see. I don't, like, he went on tour with Queen or something. Good for him, I, I guess. I, I, I did see that American Idol is this this year or this time around is going to be doing it um, from their homes via video conference. <laughs> That'll be a smash hit. I promise Woo! we're not, we're not cashing in on the coronavirus, <laughs> no, no. but we're going to do this revolutionary thing. The show must go on. We're going to yes. be doing it from our homes. Just sing and send it in. We'll make fun of you <laughs> via Skype. Yeah. <laughs> we'll zoom the shit out of your ego. <laughs> All right, what's number eight? Uh, let's see, number eight's The Bachelor, more of the same. Number seven, Blue Bloods. So now we're getting to the CBS territory. I, I can't say anything bad about that because that's my wife's favorite show. Yeah, my parents <coughs> love it. It's a procedural. Um, uh, I do, There is one scene that I love to make fun of. It, it's something is so stupid and ridiculous that it's like it's it's almost good it's, because it's bad. Hmm. I'm not going to elaborate. No. <laughs> Wait, so let me let me fill in the blanks. It's when Tom Selleck has a meltdown and no. takes a shotgun and walks into a prison and just starts blowing them all away. That was an episode, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, it's where Lyle Lovett is a Texas Ranger, and he comes to New York chasing a, a suspect. And he, via just because of his Texas Ranger credentials, he gets jurisdiction. And him <laughs> and the Wahlberg guy go on a manhunt. And the climax of that manhunt is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV that's been played as straight. Like it's <laughs> like it's not a comedy. And they get into this firefight with these masked individuals, unnamed individuals who they get into a shootout. And because this guy's a Texas Ranger, he's, of course, quick on the draw and six <laughs> shooters. Pew, pew, pew. And they win the day and their suspect is in the back of the car with a blown out window and everything. And they just get in the car and drive away. Yeah. Yep, that's how it works. 
Yeah, there's no paperwork involved in that. We don't have to sit in front of a computer and type out all. You just you just killed like ten <laughs> masked guys. Anyway, I can't. I can't. It's it's one of those things that you, you just have to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably have to. No uh, giant. So yeah. Go ahead. So Go. yeah, that's blue bloods. Six, The Bachelor. Like, here's what I'm. I'll, well, I'll break it down when I get done. I guess number five. FBI, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently it's another show on CBS. Okay. Uh, four is The Voice. Three is Young Sheldon, which, man, when they announced that, I thought, oh, God, this is going to be a season and done. How could this, this be anything? Apparently this fucking thing is popular as shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, two is 60 Minutes. So going by that trend, what do you think number one might be? Just a stab in the dark. So you have... What we have so far is reality shows and then CBS procedurals. What do you think number one would be? Have you said, have you, you've already done the NBC one, right? The NBC one was The Voice. Oh, okay. And the Fox one was Max Singer. The rest are ABC and CBS. I'm going to say America's Got Talent. Think, okay, it's not a, it's not a reality show. So it's the other way. It's a procedural. What do you think the number one procedural on network is? Well, I would have said Law and Order, but. No. I'm going to say it, and you're going to kick yourself. All right, go. NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the one that's out of the background. That's one like, I don't know, I'm going to I'm gonna make dinner. I'm going to put NCIS on. I'm going to play around with my phone, but I'm going to put NCIS on at the same time. That's what's going on in the background, because that's the only time I ever seem to actually see that show. It's where I'm somebody's house, and it's on in the background. Nobody's that's- actually watching it. It's just on while they're doing something else falling asleep sometimes I'll, I'll never forget the ncis los los angeles the promo that they did around christmas like it was a serious legitimate show procedural about police officers or ncis officers doing their job and there was an explosion that blew the nativity plastic Jesus <laughs> oh yeah there. And the guy catches it, and the other person says, well, that's an immaculate reception. <laughs> and everybody has a good laugh right after this bomb goes off. And it's like, oh, this is a TV show. Somebody got paid to write that. Oh, my God. Now, if they were selling it as, like, we are ridiculous motherfuckers. Like, this is going to be <laughs> the stupidest shit you ever watch. And you tune in specifically to laugh at how stupid it is. I'd be on board with that. I'd say this is this is quite the show. Yeah. But it's uh, whatever happened to the X Files and Seinfeld and like, I mean the only sitcom on this list was Young Sheldon and there's no uh, serial serialized shows. You know no you know X Files types. No you know Lost or Breaking Bad types or anything like that. Whereas you know every episode is another part of the larger story. Right. Right. Nothing. Nobody. This this is what network TV watchers are. Are the I don't want to have to think about shit. Which I know people. You know, we all know people that they will say the same thing. After my day, I just want to come home and turn my brain off and yeah. be mildly inter- surface, superficially entertained the entire time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I personally do not understand that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. If, if I'm going to spend if, an hour doing something, I'm going to spend an hour doing something that. I find fulfilling. If it's not a TV show, I'll read a book. Like I'm not going to zone out and watch The Fucking Bachelor. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I I will say that I'm I'm shocked that Blue Bloods is there and not all of uh, uh This Is Us, all of us. 
Uh, I think it's this. Anyway, that's another one my wife watches. And it's, I got to say, for all of those ridiculous shows that are on TV, that's probably one of the most clever in the sense that they, it's a, they're showing you multiple timelines of the same family. Well, there you go. You just said the magic word. Clever. Right. Well, yeah, I suppose. It's too clever. It's too clever for, it's probably, I bet you anything, I don't know this show, but I bet you anything, it's popular enough to stay on the air, but not nearly popular enough to make these top lists. Like, it's probably hanging by a thread every season because it's a little too involved. It takes a little too much brain power to keep going with it. So that's Prime Broadcast Network. If you go to cable TV, you get weird stuff like, it's all these new stuff. Fox News Channel dominates cable network. It's Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, The Five. Yeah. Uh, the Ingram angle, Hannity, Hannity, Rachel Maddow, and MSNBC. Like it's all these news things. On syndic, what do you think is on syndication? I don't know why this surprised me, but it did. Syndication. Well, I mean, all those, some of those shows that you talked about are already in syndication, like NCIS and. Yeah, but these, but they don't make this list. That's which is funny to me. Like none of the ones I talked about actually are on the list for syndication. Syndication is dominated by one thing. Well, okay, a little uh, bit, a little bit of other things, but it's I'd say dominated. Seinfeld is still, it's got to be on no. the list. No, no, nah, you we're, would think we're past so. that. Yeah, I guess we are. It's not on the list. Last Man Can Standing it, is number yeah. ten. Definitely and, not Tool Time then. No, it, it, he, it's a new Tool Time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big Bang Theory is number six, but the top of the list: Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud. It's the yeah. game shows. The it, game shows are killing it on syndication. I actually kind of. I respect that, and I think that that's more in, that's more intelligent TV. I mean, puzzles. Are you kidding me? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I just saw. I just went to another list. <laughs> no, I just think that if you're watching Jeopardy, you're educating you're educating yourself. If you're watching Wheel of Fortune, you're edu- you're you know you're playing games and you're you know with your brain. You're oh, answering yeah. puzzles. You're. I, I can respect I, that a lot more than watching fucking Young Sheldon. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah and there's something a little bit nostalgic about it too because i mean once upon a time like nighttime game show game shows were on in the evening oh, like yeah. legit like um and the game show network has those on but i mean there was a big deal variety shows late night talk night like, uh, talk show and game shows were like i have a lot of respect for those that was that was some good entertainment i mean it was celebrity you know, they'd parade celebrities around in front of you. But I mean, you know, it was a different, it was a completely different time. It was more the golden age of entertainment. Well, it's telling that every few years, like at least a, once or twice a decade, a new primetime game show will pop up that takes everybody by storm, like Deal or No Deal or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something like that. Yeah. Just comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, it's the, the biggest thing on the planet for a little bit. Yep. Game shows, whatever reason, keep their appeal. Like, I'll, I love Jeopardy. It's always been my favorite because I like to feel smart. When it, If I sat down and crunch numbers, I, you know, guess once out of every five questions if I'm lucky, you know, something right. like that. But I'm like, ooh, I got it. I'm, I'm a genius. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I looked at – this is killing me. There's a bunch of different lists. The next list on the line was prime broadcast programs among African Americans. Number 10, motherfucking NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't escape it. No, you can't escape it. It's no. everywhere. It's actually reverse of the other one because number one is the mass singer, Grey's Anatomy. Wow, some surprising ones on here. I wonder. So, like, I'm not proud to be. Go ahead. I just say prime broadcasts among same gender spouse 
or unmarried partners so among the LGBTQ community. Number one, 60 Minutes. Number four, NCIS. <laughs> it's infiltrated everything. Oh, for the same thing for the LGBTQ community. It's not Fox News no more, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Walking Dead's number 10. How about that? Um, CNN, number one. Rachel Maddow, number two. MSNBC, number three. That makes sense. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, these were, these. were this is what Nielsen has wrought. These are the top-rated shows because of the Nielsen stuff. But I also found the most watched broadcasts of all time. And is, that includes like single episodes? Single episode. Or? Yeah. Like so the finale, the basically. Most, Finale? Well, not no. Uh, you 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 might be surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. So some of these are single episodes. Some of these are yeah. Actually, it's it's one off, one broadcast. So not series, single episode or one event type of thing. Like Mash is on there, but it's not the top. Are you kidding? Mash had 105 million viewers, and it is a little above halfway. It's got to be shit like like uh, the Challenger explosion or 9/11. Oh, you. You almost hit number one. You were right in the realm. Like, I was going to say, there's no way on the planet you'll guess number one, but you are actually in the realm for number one. It's not 9-11? It's not 9-11. It's not the Challenger is, disaster? It's not the Challenger. 9-11 would be hard, because how, how do you point that to one thing, you know? Like, well, everybody I mean, watches different news programs. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Flip between them. Um, different radio stuff. But, well, okay. I, I'll Number one, think of... Challenger explosion, what category was that? Not the explosion part. Oh, the moon landing. Yeah, Apollo 11, 1969. Somewhere between 125 and 150 million people watched that. Yeah, that was basically everybody in the United States glued to their television. Yeah, and 69, that's well over two-thirds of the country at that point. I'm almost positive. Cause we're at like Can you imagine of- like, like there, there were people back then that were just, hey, the moon landing's on TV. Uh, eh, forget it. <laughs> I'll I'll just sit on the front porch and drink my lemonade. <laughs> Gonna watch the Bug Zapper. That's some quality entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that there's that one guy that was just like moon landed, more like smoon landed. <laughs> so yeah, that was number one. Um, you had something Richard Nixon resignation speech that was 110 million. That was uh was number eight. Then you had like I said, mashes below Richard Nixon. Muhammad Ali versus Leon Spinks in 1978 apparently was really popular. That was second from the bottom at 90 million. And then the police pursuit of O.J. Simpson, yeah. 95 million was up there. Yeah, I was one of them. I I was in boarding school, so I watched what I could when I could, but I wasn't. I couldn't. We weren't allowed to watch TV just all the time, so couldn't see it all the time. But other than those things, every fucking thing on this list is oh no i'm sorry roots part eight was on there with 100 million <clears throat> which man I, I i didn't even hear i didn't know that was a thing till i was well into my adult years which uh, is, that was just, a mini series right yeah so yeah besides all those every single thing on this list can you guess what it is draws the most viewers finales super bowl oh yeah yeah that, it's that all the different super bowls and the number one super bowl viewership was 114 million with super bowl God, I'm bad at this. XLIX, what is that, 59? That's 30, that's 49. 49 in that's 2015. The, you were sitting in my living room. <laughs> was I? <laughs> Who was that? That one? was, that was uh, uh, New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, there you go. And Malcolm Butler <clears throat> intercepted the, the final throw, remember? 
Oh, yeah, turned it right around at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's all depressed and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyways, yeah, so Super Bowl kills Nielsen ratings. Just tops it. Destroys it. That's in the United States. Huh. In the United Kingdom, number one is EastEnders, just so you know. <laughs> it could, and I could, I could go by every country in the world. Number one in Germany, FIFA World Cup, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... Uh, that's what I have. Apparently, CBS has been trying to break off from Nielsen, or at least they did a few years ago, like like as in last year, because they had an impasse in contract negotiations, and they've been suggesting all these alternative ways of that are supposed to be better. I read something about how this Irish company contracted with Nielsen to get advertising data, and then absolutely regretted it, said it didn't represent anything, was empirically off, it, it actually cost them money, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, there's, well, there's a, a lot of... Yeah, uh... Britain has their own Nielsen company. It's like Blurb or something. Well, that's why Ireland didn't go with it, because screw the Brits. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny, because I found this article from back in 2011 saying, you know, people are starting to stream stuff more, and it's going to change the way things work. And that was back in 2011. I got to wonder how relevant Nielsen ratings are today. Are they, are they taking account? Because there's this whole thing about Netflix... It's talking about like The Irishman was supposedly like huge on Netflix and it got something like 8 million people. You know, Bird Box had like 2 million people. The Breaking Bad movie had like 2 million people, 3 million people. Like, but these are supposed to be huge things for Netflix. And like Netflix doesn't give apparently two shits about Nielsen ratings because that's not how their business model works. So, and if Netflix doesn't, I got to imagine Amazon Prime doesn't, Hulu doesn't. So Um, it's got, I got to wonder. I I believe they do. I'm, I'm, they, they, what little research I did, they still they, participate. Yeah, I, I don't. Nielsen um, evaluates and you know monitors and all that stuff like it does everything else. I'm just wondering how much these places care about that. Like, do they still use Nielsen or? Right, you have to you have to imagine that Netflix and Hulu and all the downloading or the streaming companies must have a way for them to say this is how many people are downloading. Yeah, they don't need Nielsen. Uh, Niel- I keep saying Nielsen. Yeah, Nielsen. Anyways, I they don't need them to tell them how many people are watching because they can say, okay, this is how many people streamed it. Right. So what is Nielsen doing for them? I mean, Nielsen's tracking it for their own sake, but I don't think Netflix is going to Nielsen going, hey, tell us what's up. Right. Yeah, basically uh, 50,000 people that you have under contract to give this information to uh, is not even barely a sample size of what we already know. Yeah. Like our servers have said that it's been downloaded this many times, but you're going to tell me what 50,000 people think? Why don't you go piss off? <laughs> We've got to pay for nothing. It's funny, too, because they also track how many people, not just start it, but a separate metric is how many people watch it, I think, six minutes in. Like, that's a milestone for some reason that are still watching it. So is, are people doing that? Like, they'll start watching something and get five minutes in, go, fuck this shit, and never watch it again? Like, I just... I, I don't know. I just never have come across that myself. So, I, like, if I, it's like anything else for me. If I'm going to start it, I'm going to at least watch an episode. Or, like, uh, the other day, I watched a movie called Section 8 or something about people with superpowers that's on Netflix. Yeah. It wasn't great, but I finished it because, fuck it, I started it. Why not? That's right. You put the time in. Goddamn right. I invested myself. <laughs> it's admitting defeat if I stop it partway through. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit better about just giving up on things. And I, I muscled my way through Community Season 1. No good? 
I'm still having a really hard time, and I can't put my finger on it. I, I honestly I can't because there are some some jokes that really make me laugh. There's I guess a little bit of there's a part of me that I can't identify with. Like a lot of these TV shows that I really like, I can in some way, shape, or form I can identify with one of the characters to some degree. And I maybe I'm just <laughs> having a really hard time. Like I'm not any one of those people. I'm not. Well, we've talked about it. I'm. I'm Abed all day long, so maybe that's why one of the reasons I like it so much because I can identify with him. Maybe so I, I just for whatever reason, and as much as I like Annie, uh, like <laughs> I'm, I'm not. She wasn't on my radar for uh, them to get together. Do you know what I mean? Like it would have been, and I don't know. Like I know that you kind of gave me a little heads up that they're on again, off again kind of thing, but like towards the. There was an an episode that was they were their sexual tension was centric the yeah. uh, debate the debate episode yeah, the first yeah. season um, and that was like cool I guess because it was it meant nothing but then at the end of the you know spoiler alert at the end of season one the finale that I don't know I didn't, just didn't like <laughs> it didn't it. sit I didn't, right with you didn't sit right with me and I didn't want I you know I don't know Is it I don't identify with him yeah. Well, you have to identify with Pierce, right? Like Chevy Chase, and he's from the 80s. Oh, wait, it's all, oh because no. I'm old and overweight? Because <laughs> you're of the 80s, let's be honest. No. Yeah, I laughed mostly at Pierce, um, but he was also very uncomfortable. I mean, his racist, you know, See, it wasn't know, that's just... Why it's a network T show that pushed the envelope a little more than everything. Like, they had a guy that was saying racist stuff, but he was the butt of the joke, so they got away with it. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, and it was ridiculous. And, like, I, I understand. I Like, I'm never going to shit on somebody for not liking the thing I like. Like, no, you must like everything I like. <laughs> like, there's plenty of stuff I'm sure you like that I'm not into. EDM, I can't stand it. But it's your big, it's your thing, I know. So, yeah. like, dubstep stuff, like, like I'm like, oh. but, uh, <laughs> but it's well, fine. I, like, I, I just... I don't know the 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 Halloween episode was effing hilarious, um, and in the Chevy Chase <laughs> bit where he would he got high and like <laughs> there's that scene where he, he's the Beastmaster for Halloween <laughs> and he's tripping it. balls and he holds his hand up and there's a fucking bird on his arm <laughs> as part of his costume and it freaks him out and I'm like that's 80s Chevy Chase yeah. absolutely. And that made me laugh, but I, for some reason, I just, I don't identify with the characters, any of them. I can't find myself in any of the characters. Ah, and, and maybe it is what it is. <laughs> Anyways, all the people listening. No, let's keep talking about this like, for yeah. five more minutes. <laughs> yeah, if you never watch Community, you have no idea what we're talking about, and you're bored as shit. So let's. <laughs> nope. Everybody needs to go and watch the entire. Story. Right. And Arrested and, Development. Right. And Seinfeld. So let's talk about Star Wars. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Arrested Development in Star you know, Wars. You know what? You know what? I'm sorry, but I do have to say something about Star Wars. I just came across this today. Apparently, little news blurb. Originally, when they were shooting the shit for uh, ideas for Return of the Jedi, George Lucas and some other guy were batting around the idea of at the end when they were still going to call it Revenge of the Jedi. At the end, when Darth Vader dies, and I'm not kidding you, one of the ideas was Luke Skywalker picks up Darth Vader's helmet, puts it on becomes the dark lord of the sith and takes out the rebels like that was one of the ideas for the ending i'd be down with that and one of the guys was like we gotta do this we gotta like shake it up and george <laughs> lucas was like yeah no it's for kids and they're not gonna like it so that's why they backed off renamed it return of the jedi and called yeah. it good. 
<laughs> well, empathy he walks hope. in. But I'm like, I'm... oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, that would have been awesome. It would have, it would have been awesome now. It would have been like, oh, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I probably happened? wouldn't like. Yeah, if they ended it on that note, that might have been bad. Well, that's when you're clamoring for the scene. Oh well. So that's what I found on Nielsen. Yeah. Apparently TV reading. It's yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, one of the things that we can talk about real quick, I guess, is what brought us to this was looking at um, TV shows, how many viewers now versus how many viewers. Yeah. You know, it just as early as the mid 90s i guess if you want to call that you know in the in the scope in the grand scheme of things 1990 you know 1998 1999 wasn't that long ago yeah so we were looking at like seinfeld friends and they were regularly hitting what double digit million yeah 10 million yeah. 11 million 12 million yeah no and problem TV shows nowadays are getting like two three four million and being yeah if they're, smash if they're hitting four million they're like it's an amazing runaway hit so that's insane to me. Like, like, well, like I just said, that season finale of Seinfeld was one of the biggest season finales of all time. Yeah, and it had like 78 million the list, viewers. The, season, the, the Seinfeld one was 100-something million. The, the Friends one was 980, nine, 90, something like that. Like these long-running shows that are now part of the American experience cultural touchstones were getting millions of viewers. You can't point even when I was looking at the list of the highest network stuff, the NCISs were not hitting double digit millions. They, they, there was not up in there. It was single digit millions. It was, um, yeah, it was not that high. I don't think anybody like I think those days are done. Like people used to, even in the nineties, people, people used to bemoan the loss of, you know, when I sat down and watched Lawrence Welk, I knew that at least a third of the country was watching it with me. You know, mm-hmm. everybody was watching Brady Bunch. Everybody was watching 60 Minutes. Everybody was watching uh, fucking whatever, <laughs> MASH. But then Fox came in and made a fourth network. And then cable came in and opened up your choices. But people still watch a lot of the same things. Your friends, your Seinfelds, your Cheers, your home Cosby improvements, show. your Cosby shows. You know, you still had these juggernauts. And then once the 2000 hits, 2000s hit, the diffusion started, you know, before even Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, you had, A, you just had the internet pulling people away in general. And B, you had stuff like DVRs, making sure people didn't have to watch things at the same time. You had um, like torrents. <laughs> you had all that yeah. stuff. And then once Netflix hit, once Hulu hit, you're done. I, nobody, nobody has shared experiences. It's like, a massive things like Game of Thrones was still in the single digit millions, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that you feel like everybody was watching that. Well, I mean, in the 2000s, there was, I can't say there was a shift. And okay, let me just throw this out there. Seinfeld, comedian, his act gets turned into a TV. Uh, yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond, comedian, his act gets turned into a show. Uh, King of Queens, his act gets turned into a show. Tim Allen, his act gets turned into, you know what I mean? Like, so there was this formula, and I don't know if Seinfeld was the first one. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But there was this formula for success with this type of show. You know, I think so, technically Andy Griffith was a stand-up, if I remember right. Like like an early proto-stand-up. I think Andy Griffith technically was like a stand-up comedian. Anyway, sorry. I've just, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it could be. I'm just thinking of, like... I think with Seinfeld, that's what I can think of. I think that they kind of found a new vein of a gold mine that they kind of went off on this thing. And yeah. it almost feels like 
other things got ignored, you know, the, a, a variety, like you're talking, I don't know what was King of Queens. Was everybody loves Raymond or you know, tool time were these shows like number one for like long stretches of time where other shows kind of fell off. That would be a really interesting question to kind of, yeah, examine because it, it seems to me like that's what dominated the airwaves in the 2000s. It's was. funny because you get that starting with a comedian as a good base, but all these successful ones, at least, like there's, you know who John Mulaney is? Uh, and probably if you told me something, they did. Yeah, if you saw him, you probably recognize him. But he had at least one. He's a fairly popular stand-up, and he had at least one sitcom that didn't go anywhere. So, and that was in the mid to early 2000s. So maybe that formula petered out. But you get these comedians that you know they base it off their act. I mean, you definitely, I bet you anything, if you hear their stand-up from Seinfeld before he started doing the TV shows, you could hear a lot of the same jokes. Oh, like Bill Cosby, Cosby show. Yeah, yeah Bill yeah. Cosby's act, Roseanne, her act. You know, right. So yeah, I think that. But that eventually, kinda... you're gonna run out. Like even like like a few months ago, I got done watching all of Seinfeld again, and I went, I waited for it, and finally got there. I think in the second to last season is when they finally stopped doing the Jerry stand-up stuff at the beginning, the end of the show. Yeah. Because I guess once you become popular enough, when are you gonna sit there and write enough material for your stand-up act and not for your TV show? Right. You know, so they're gonna. So you're going to, and that's probably going to be a line you're going to see with a lot of these things is the tonal shift between the beginning of the show and the end of the show, because the beginning's based on something definite when the end is up in the writer's room somewhere. Right. And, and actor's age and the character's age, like with the Cosby show, his kids grew up, you know, and it kind of spiraled. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne, the kids grew up in um, tool time, the kids grew you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's probably like uh, an expiration date. A built-in yeah, expiration date on a lot of stuff. Because, well, I mean, you look at shows like The Brady Bunch and stuff. Maybe that wasn't based off a, a comedy routine. But, like, when the kids got... So, oh, uh, what's the... Brady Bunch was one of the ones that I was going to talk about, I guess, with they brought in child actors because they needed to refresh the kid jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's that other show that did that? Like, uh, Family oh, Ties? Oh, they all do. Yeah, um, but... Family Ties did it. Uh, Growing Pains did it twice. Yeah. Like Growing Pains brought in the the girl, the youngest girl. They always do the same thing. They bring in a baby, then they hyperage it because from one season to the next, it's a baby, then it's at least five, six years old. Yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air did it, but yeah, Growing Pains did it, and then brought in Leonardo DiCaprio, not as a young young kid, but as like a teenager because they need another teenager because not even the teenagers are teenagers anymore. Like when shows go on too long, they get ridiculous. The best though is Married with Children. Because they did it almost as a satire of it. Like, they brought a kid in for, like, one season, had him running around doing his kid stuff, and then got rid of him, and then were putting the kid's, like, picture on, like, missing children thing on milk carton type of things. And, <laughs> like, all kinds. Because Married with Children was just, didn't give two shits. <laughs> yeah. Nothing was true. sacred to that show. <clears throat> but, like, all, all family sitcoms will do it at some point. Full House. When freaking the Olsen twins got too old. They bring in new twins. I wonder if we uh, could go... I'm sure we could go and we could look at the data and see like rating slump, add baby, rating <laughs> yeah. bump. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's a correlation. I'm, they, they, that doesn't happen just, you know, that many times on accident. No, there's so. a formula. Definitely. I'm looking because I'm actually. All right. I don't know what I typed in, but I'm just looking about a baby stuff. Practicing tips and baby carrier. <laughs> Never mind. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll save it for another day. One of the things that uh, trend that went around the internet here a few weeks ago was um, television, TV show heat maps. And so oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you. I showed you the Simpsons one, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's it was basically best. you. You get to see. You can go and do um, Internet Movie Database, and you can look at the ratings for individual episodes, and then you can kind of look at it, the data as a whole. You can look at like where where television shows slumped, where the writing might have been bad. You might have seen like. <laughs> Yeah, the Simpsons map was uh, that was surreal. Like you could just watch because the color change was like the first, the left half, and it just went like a dark bruise down to the right half where yeah. the seasons went on. Uh, for anybody that's interested, apparently the best Simpsons so- show, or at least highest rated, is Homer's Enemy, the one with Frank Grimes. So there you go. I the worst one been. was the one with Lady Gaga. The worst Simpsons episode ever is the guest starring. Lady Gaga, which I could agree with. That episode actually sucks some balls. Anyways, sorry. Who shot Mr. Burns? It's not my favorite. My favorite is I Love Lisa, but that's okay. I'm special that way. All right. You want to do some uh, trivia? I got some trivia. Some trivial trivia, probably. Hold on. <laughs> so I'm at a random trivia generator, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you up with some Fast and Furious trivia, okay? Like Jeopardy! Jeopardy! Just like Jeopardy, only you don't have to say what is, because that's actually, it's the opposite of Jeopardy. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. Which car manufacturer's name translates from Latin to, or as, to roll? What is Royals Royce? (laughs) No, but that's a good guess. Damn! Volvo. Friends, I'm putting air quotes, Friends of Bill W. is another name for what? Guys that like dressing up as furries in leather? Alcoholics Anonymous. Ah, well, I'm pretty sure I'm close. I think some of those. Okay, you'll, I'm that. sure you'll get this one. What U.S. president's library boasts a three-ton chunk of the Berlin Wall? Oh, it's got to be. No oh, shit. It's got to be George H.W. No. Bush. No. It did come down when Reagan was president. It's Ronald Reagan. Yeah, but he was a president when it came down. Because I was going to say Reagan, but I'm like, well, Bush Sr. was president. What is wasabi? It should be Bush Sr. What is what? Wasabi. This is not a good question. It's Japanese horseradish. Moving past that one. Uh, That's not a good question for you. (laughs) Oh, (gasps) how fortuitous. What is the eagle in the great seal of the United States holding in its right talon? Shit. I have a 50-50 shot at this. Um, No, you don't. I'm going to say the arrows. The olive branch. See, it's either the olive branch or the arrows. And I couldn't remember which side it was I always thought it was wheat. Now, see, when you said wheat before, I was just like humoring you because I, I was like, it's not wheat. What the fuck? I just thought it was. Because yeah. I totally know. I know that shit. I know it all. What is in the red data list? Uh, communist sympathizers. <laughs> should be. Threatened species. Yeah. That are commies. That's why they're threatened. And they should okay, be. These, are get, these are stretching. I'm skipping half of them. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, melissophobia is the fear of what? Melissa McCarty. Bees. Beads? No, bees. Bees? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Some of these are so terrible. Well, okay. I'll give you one last one. All right. I'll give you this one because I knew it. What God. was the what was the original brand of cereal whose mascot was Chip the Wolf? Um, Chip. Chips, of, Chips Ahoy? Wait, is that Cookie? What am I thinking of? Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp, yes. <laughs> there you go. Woo! That is the random trivia generator of the evening. I feel smart. Okay. All right. So I have a couple. So 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Basically, I'll, okay, I'll just say it this way. October 31st, 2000 was the last date that all of humanity was on Earth together. Why was that not the case after that date? Because the International Space Station Correct. was occupied. At least one person has been on the International Space Station ever since. Or you're religious and like, people are in heaven. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, since October or 31st, 2000, well, November 1st, there's always been somebody off the planet. So humanity has never been united for 20 years. And that's why we have war. Because we right. can't unite the Earth because there's some motherfuckers up in a space station. Yeah. Well, it's why we have war because we have a backup in the space station. So we know that. So we like we have a contingency plan. It's like it's like when you go off roading in a convertible and you because you have health insurance. So you're like fuck it, I'll get all fucked up. I'll fly, fly out the sunroof. And you never done that? No, no. First, oh, damn. This is my first time. Let's go. Okay. So also random trivia. The electric chair was invented by somebody of what profession? A mortician. Think chairs that you sit down in and then feel pain. A dentist. Yeah. I was gonna say like the toilet, but no, yeah, the dentist. <laughs> Is that just me? Does everybody else shit blood every day? Maybe I should go to a dentist. You should. If you're shitting blood, you should go see a dentist. <laughs> exactly. Just sit down in the chair. So what's the problem? Ah, uh, hold on. I'll, let me show you. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It looks like I'm gonna have to drill. <laughs> so my last one. On average, a person will take in how many pubic hairs a year from their fast food? Oh, man. <laughs> Just fast food, not your wife's cooking or anything. Ten. So close. Try again? Twelve. Twelve! Wow, Full dozen. Yeah, that lucky lucky twelve, yeah. Yeah, one a month. <laughs> exactly. You gotta space it out. You gotta appreciate yeah. it, because if you just do it all at once, you're gonna get all that goodness and have nothing left for the rest of the year. That is my trivia. All right. Well, do you think that we've done this topic some justice? <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine. I can't believe that. The Nelson, the Nielsen thing is hung on this long, but then again, I can't believe network TV is hung on this long. So, color me right. as a bad uh, prognosticator. Who knows how much good they do for the music industry? Yeah, yeah. We, actually, we didn't even touch on that, did we? Or radio? Oh. oh well. We just we just mentioned. Nobody cares about that. All right. Well, I'm ready to go. All right. Who are you? I am Tom NCIS with them saying, "Dip me in your Monday milk." You disappoint the hell out of me. I guess I'm going to have to be Bob Eagle Shit and Scully. <laughs> oh, Saying, oh, Eagle. Oh, Nugget. Right. All right, yeah. see you later. Bye-bye.